Hi everyone, I'm Mamsa. And I'm Portia. Welcome to Assume Bobby Brilliant's Shangri-Lang Stand Podcast. Hi Nobs! Hey Posh! How are you doing? I'm good, how are you? It's been such a long time, oh my word. I know, I know, and this is like urgent bonus episode, so I feel like I'm not even back in like the vibes, you know? I know. Being like the hosts extraordinaries that we are. Yeah, I know, it feels like this is random, but this is fine. It is fun. It's basically an emergency episode because we Mm -hmm. thought we would have some rest, but Netflix Mm -hmm. said no. Yeah, we yeah, yeah. Netflix said, I was like, we're going to have our usual reality TV episode. I wanted to talk about the mall because I'm watching it with my siblings. But Loving then, the mall, you know, yes. yeah. And then suddenly it was like, oh no, we have a cast of characters that we really need to address. <laughs> we have to do this now. Love is Blind season two wasn't enough. You need a oh season my three. And I didn't see it coming. Part of me felt like season two was such a disaster in a way, in the, because everything was so messy. I was like, season three is gonna be kind of kind of boring, you know? Or yeah. it'll be it'll be back like season one because they figured out that it can't work. We can't actually have you know lunatics <laughs> like shake. No offense to actual lunatics. Shake is something else, you know? Like. <laughs> No, that man is not well. But no, here we are. We had a very interesting group of people to deal with. And I also take issue with the Lachaise, but we'll get into it later. We will get into it because we decided, look, this season really needed an emergency episode. So we're coming to you in the middle, in between season two and season three. Mm -hmm. Season three of the podcast is still coming beginning of 2023. And we're super excited. We've got some really great stuff planned. But for this, this is your your Christmas, second is your Thanksgiving, Christmas gift, New Year's gift. You're welcome. And Mm -hmm. to really mark it off, we've got a special guest. This is a really good friend of mine. We've been friends for 19 years. I was thinking about it today. Wow. (laughs) Other than like my mom and my cousin, you are my oldest friends, <laughs> my oldest friend actually. And um, this is my friend from oh. the beginning of high school, Mabs. Welcome to the podcast. We're so happy. I mean, I was joined in, but I used to be like really loud when I do my horn. So I'm just gonna. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks so much for joining us. Would you just give us a little bit of an intro about who you are, what you like doing, what TV you like watching, and yeah. So I'm Matt, Namsa's oldest friend, apparently. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> my badge of pride. I'm not going to tell you how old I am. I'm old enough to have had a friend for 19 years. What do I do? I don't, you know, outside of being awesome, oh, the list is so short. Because it's like... It's all I know. Do you know what I mean? Just like yeah. branching out of that. It's very tough. But uh, TV, I watch anything that anyone says to me, get on it now. I get on it. Love is Blind, mm-hmm. I got on from season one. And I wasn't so sure about season three. I should have stayed. I should have stayed. <laughs> my because, um, I'm very big on series that's just going to keep me like hooked. You know, anything that will just suspense next mm. season, season 20, I'm all over it. But that's, yeah, that's basically who Mabs is. Yay. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And we're really excited yeah. to have you um, on this, I think, controversial episode i think mm. none of us have actually spoken and said like what are our final thoughts on yeah. everything since mm-hmm. it's been done 
And I've not even heard a peep of what Mabat, of Naps, what Mabatu Naps thinks. Yeah. So this is going to be interesting because I'll say my thoughts from when we, when I first watched the reunion till now have changed. They've evolved. I've evolved. And so I, I'm very interested to hear. But let's just say like our overall thoughts of season three. And yeah, Porsche, what, what, do you, what are your overall thoughts? Well, let's see. I think season one, we were rooting for Cam and um, what's, what's his wife's name? Lauren. 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 I wanted to call her Ashley and I don't know why. <laughs> so yeah, we were rooting for them and it was the first time. So it was very much like, oh, what is this new world I'm in? Who are these people? And you know, I watched season two before I watched season one. So my, and yes. the reason I didn't watch season one was because the premise of the show was ludicrous to me, especially once I found out the truncated time frame. I was like, mm-hmm. it's one thing to to like, do the experiment, but then to tell me that they're going to get engaged and potentially actually be married within like four weeks is yeah. nonsensical to me. And, you know, mm-hmm. I already think that therapists should be present. I already think it's like some kind of ethical breach not to have mental health professionals present for like people having these very acute feelings in these wild circumstances. You know, wild for me to actually, there's a point with uh, Bartiz that I actually agree on when that he spoke on the reunion, which I was like, wow, way to, you know, confuse me and my feelings because I had a real stance on you. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so season two, I thought was like a circus. You know what I mean? I was like, I came to the clown show. I witnessed the clown show. It was presented as a clown show. That's fine. Season three, um, I was talking to someone actually and we were like, you know, we weren't necess- we weren't rooting for any of the couples, but they were all very interesting. Like the couples were all interesting. So that's my overall like feeling. I was like, this was a very interesting season. I just, I struggled. Um, <laughs> That's well, the other, I struggled. Yeah, no, I struggled. The other seasons I could still binge, right? I could still sit and sort of like watch and think, what's coming next? What's going to happen? Who's going to... With this season, everything was just so airy-fairy. I struggled. Everyone just wanted to say these big things. I feel connected. I'm deeply in love. Mm-hmm. I am so certain. And I thought, I can't listen to this one. I can't. You guys are speaking... You watch season one and you watch season two and you want you it felt so forced. Like everybody felt that if I don't say, yeah, I really, you know, you're the one I wanna. At some mm. stage I was just like, oh gosh, was and I stopped for like a couple of days. I think up to episode six was just it was it was difficult. Um it and was then of course, hard. It was really hard. It was really hard. I, I really I didn't connect with any of them individually. I had issues with many of them. But I didn't connect. Yeah, there were just many issues. Um, but look, and then the reunion happened, and I I did the reunion today, and I was just like, mm-hmm. exactly. So maybe my thoughts have also evolved. But yeah, it was it was a difficult season to get through. It was. I hear you because now that you say that, when mm. I first started watching the season, <clears throat> what I couldn't get past was everybody's relationships were like like you say airy fairy. And mm. they declared, this was where I, they lost me. They declared they were in love with each other or they didn't. And they just proposed. Then they went on the pre-honeymoon thing. And then they were talking about wanting to fall in love. And I was like, this is, comp- this is the first time that that has happened. Where season one, mm. season two, 
these people had claimed already before they proposed that they were already in love with the person and you felt mm. it too and i think this one was a bit different in that it felt like it was a dating show and not a serious thing and mm. then you get to the weddings and it's confusing how we even got here especially watching the whole season and this was the first time as well that i felt watching the season i felt i can't imagine what it must be like to have such elevated emotions at this you know on netflix isn't abc it's not going to mm. be aired in the us it's going to be it's on an international platform and mm. there's so many iterations brazil japan and Every, so many people around the world are going to see you having these mm -hmm. emotions. And there were some discussions that they were having there that I felt, wow, I, <laughs> I don't know that I would feel, it's so, it's so intimate I don't, to be yeah, having and I don't, discussions. It might be cultural, like maybe we don't get it because we don't live in the States and reality TV has been present for very, very many years. But yeah, I do feel, you know, I kept arguing with my friend because I was complaining the whole time through the, I was like, I can't believe you're behaving like this. That's so ridiculous. Like, why would you display? And I'm, I'm being mean. I'm not putting myself, I'm not suspending my disbelief and really like, you know, trying to be in their position where they've let go. They're not minding the cameras. They're living real life. But I'm like, you can't you wouldn't catch me in a million years like having that vulnerable you know an experience about joining my life with another person you know which just mm. like heterosexuals are going through things you know what I mean I think the pressure of marriage Girl. is still real the patriarchy is still so present like this this, this societal desperation for like a specific kind of partnership that has a specific kind of narrative is strong like that's what I took away from this when I'm watching like Nancy who is incredible just individually speaking just get like the self-esteem is it's not here to be found the concessions and like let me I'm not judging like I've seen myself I've been in the world I have given people things they certainly did not deserve I'm really not standing on a pedestal okay I don't know what I'm doing but I'm not on Netflix showing like this is exactly what I'm doing. And what the I'm only thing that makes sense to me, which we discussed last season, is money. They must need the money. They must have goals for the money. They get paid to stay there because it has to be some sort of bargain. Like, you have to be like, even if it ends up like this, because also even the way Zenab like, left cold, I didn't see that coming. Obviously, nobody saw her being, you know, like that. On the, I mean, nobody could have put that in the calculus, you know what I'm saying? But like, you must think like the risk of that, because you know you could get to an altar, be standing around and somebody says to you, no, thank you. Like has to outweigh when you sign up and say yes. Like, I just, I don't know how many of them are genuinely like, I'm here to find a spouse. I'm, you know what I mean? Like it's real. And you know, I've gotten away from my earlier point, which, which was just like, Maybe culturally, they're just used to cameras everywhere to ha to do to being like this, to being open like this, mm -hmm. and so it's a bias mm -hmm. on our part, a judgment on our part. Like they, mm -hmm. maybe like genuinely don't mind. And to be fair, it is instructive. Like one of the things about watching these couples and even the ultimatum, as we discussed, is like it's a mirror, right? Like you can see so yeah. many dynamics that you're like, mm -hmm. this is relationships everywhere you know and like mm -hmm. you can learn from it if you're really paying attention like there's so much about so many of the of the dysfunctional dynamics at least that I was like oh I I I, I you know I'm, I'm witnessing a thing that is quite common um, that mm -hmm. people can relate to that I've seen my friends go through that I've gone through and my friends are like poor she do you want to step out of the toxicity and I'm like I don't know because um you know I love it. So anyway yeah yeah <laughs> 
But yeah, I think, look, let's, let's get right into it. Let's get into these discussions about these couples because, I mean, we've got thoughts. Let's say there's only one easy one for me, and that's Alexa and Brennan. Mm-hmm. These are the first people that got engaged. Just a little bit of insight. This season was shot around the same time as season two. It was just aired later. So these people hadn't actually seen season two. They'd only seen season one. So just, yes. So, which makes it even more stark for me, how far apart it is from season one. (laughs) Just keep that in mind. So Alexa and Brennan are the first ones that fall in love and it was all about shakshuka. Um, love that for them. <laughs> I don't. I, I just think you need to connect over other things. You know, to each their own and they both love food and it was a nice connecting point for them and happy for them. To be quite honest, I did feel watching them that there was a genuine connection. I felt like there must have been conversations that were not necessarily aired that you could feel there was a comfortability that no one else had. They didn't have any of the triangle things. They were not choosing between different people. So it, it felt like they were getting to know each other more than other people because they were not splitting their time um, no. trying to pick. So I did feel like they had a stronger base, so to speak. And unfortunately for them, or fortunately for Netflix, season one was so successful because of that connection between Lauren and Cameron. And yeah. I think the, this, the audience is always looking for Lauren and Cameron when we're watching this. And the truth is, I think we'll never find that ever again because it is the second and third and fourth and fifth iteration. And the rules have set, have been set now. So people know what they need to do to sort of get onto the show. Um, but what I did love was when they had their meeting after he proposed and when he saw Alexa. And I mean, Alexa is a plus-size woman, beautiful. And when he looked at her and he said, yes. And I was like, Brenda, that was beautiful. Oh. my guy my guy yeah. because it was a complete opposite of what shake was last time and so it felt like and also for, for, to actually have a plus size woman go throughout the whole show and not once there be a comment about her weight n- nothing about her looks except that she's beautiful and that for me was a revelation for this sort of reality tv so i really enjoyed that for them do you guys want to talk about her family? I don't. Hard I'm gonna say I'm gonna say things. What I will say, sorry, Portia, before we move on to the family, what I will say is look, I'm a plus size woman myself. So it always just feels like life is a lot harder for us. You know, the dress that will look absolutely amazing on the mannequin, you'll put it on and you'll be like, okay, I either look like Humpty Dumpty or Winnie the Pooh, but it not in the cute way. Right. I'm just not giving cute right now. And you have so much doubts about yourself and you have so much insecurity. And that she never experienced that for me was just like amazing, you know. And he loved her just the way she was. And the woman that weren't her size went through that. And I was just like, hundred percent. It was it was so confusing for me. But I I really enjoyed that for her. I love that for her. Congratulations to her. Hats off to Brennan. Um, hats off to everyone actually for not making it a thing. I don't think it should be a thing. So yeah, it shouldn't. And overall, I think she had a great experience. So go her. And 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 she's a beautiful woman, and she's confident, and she's not like worried. 
I mean, I would, one thing that I, I really liked about both of them is that once they were in, they were locked in and done. Like, you know, she talks about it at the reunion and says like, I was ready to go home because, and I like that about her. She's like, this is not a vibe for me. I'm not enjoying this one person I like. And when she told him that he was also like, yeah, everybody else is kind of off the books for me. Like I'm in with you. And then they were serious. You know what I mean? They yes. went to it and did what they were doing. Um, There are things about them <clears throat> that worry me a little bit. Like I do think Brennan does live on a cloud a little bit. It's just like, love will save the day. And then, um, yeah. you know. He didn't understand that her family was saying, stop being poor. Like, yeah. He didn't get it. <laughs> and also Alexa runs the show. Like I think she's ultimately in charge. I think, you know, I don't know how they've gone. It's been a year. They have been together for a while at least. So maybe, and you know, at the reunion, she expressed that she's a bit, you know, she shows more affection. But there was that thing that's true where I was like, this girl has a mean streak. And she's like, wow, we're gonna have to change all your clothes. And I was like, you know what I mean? I was like, the flag is at least orange, you know? Like so I had, I had a couple worries about them, but they, but I do think what you're saying is true. They have a genuine connection um, about her family. Look, they stressed me out. You know what I mean? A little bit, but at the end, at the wedding, when like when they were at the wedding, like clearly they have love for each other. Clearly they're all going to be like in or in, you know, there's no yes. out that family. And her dad is her dad, but he loves her. And one of the things he said yes. was, um, I knew going in, Alexa's a charming person. I knew somebody might fall in love with her, but the, the, but I didn't know that she might like anyone. And that for yeah. me was a moment where I was like, he knows her. He does actually know yeah. his child and observes and there's care there. So in terms of that, that like the, the family is like this, are they the people that I would like want to hang out with? Probably that's a hard note. Even her friends. I was like. Mm-mm. Her and friends were not my my fab. My, my no. favorite. Like, no. you know, they were just like, I don't know. She was going to be with a handsome guy or a richer guy, all the stuff. And I was like, I don't, I don't enjoy these, the situation, but ultimately, mm. you know, I think that they, they, they really did genuinely choose each other, you know? They did. And we've yeah. also got to remember, it's so interesting. This is so obvious to me when I'm watching a bachelor show mm. and it's not as obvious when I'm watching this, but they are mm. producers and they are making choices. We're getting an edited version of everything. And, and the everyone. time frame, the time frame mm. is wild. They manufacture this dinner with friends. And now you've got to try like have this conversation that's not relaxed, doesn't happen over time, that you don't get and we don't know what their relationship is now. But yeah, overall this would be the most quote unquote like boring couple. They were kind of straightforward. They, you know. When he said he wants to convert to Judaism, and the dad was like, "Well, pick your tool, pick your flipping <laughs> yes. tool, and, and we'll convert you today." And I was like, "Such a jarring thing that we are all watching because we know exactly what's happening." And it's like so Don't many run. jarring things happened on this season. Actually, there were so was. many moments where I was like, "Okay, so." Yeah, let's all swiftly move on. I agree. Let's not address this. Like, because it's yeah. yeah. It, it really was. This was the most reality TV, real, like reality of the, of the season. I was like, yeah. oh, this is a little bit too real. <laughs> let's let's, move, let's on move on to Kay yeah. and Raven. Yeah. Um, yeah. Guys, Raven, honestly, <laughs> oh, this girl. the jumping jacks finished me this woman had one of the most iconic moments in tv like reality tv history she's busy dating bartice and sk and he bartice is 
honestly pouring his heart out pouring his heart out in the story that I didn't quite understand <laughs> I, I didn't get the story either all I heard was that's why she was doing the jumping jacks my mom was cheating and this man made it public in front of my dad with yeah. us and the kids and Raven's just like yeah okay yeah, yeah. All right. yeah. <laughs> That was an amazing moment. That was such she an amazing was, moment. Her pelvis, she was doing pelvis moves. I was she like, was. Oh. she was working out. But it makes sense. She literally works out for a living all day, every day. Now she's put in this tiny box to talk to men who are probably boring. Like, I get it. Boring. Also, she was so bored. She was so bored the whole time. That was her predominant <laughs> like stance, you know. And actually, vis-a-vis Barty, that was my most in, my my favorite dynamic in terms of like being able to indulge in pettiness on television. Because usually I feel a little bit like, yo, I don't want to be mean and stuff like that. So watching it vicariously through other people finishes me. And the levels of disinterest that Raven had in Bartiz and his whole narrative that he had about how they being in a bar. They're the ones you would put. Like he really was on his own journey. And mm. Raven and could not have been more like, what are you doing? You know what? She could leave, not care me out of this. Yeah. You know, at the reunion when, but yeah. she just had this face like, ugh. Like, <laughs> like, she's so bored by Bunny. She can't even understand why he keeps saying her name. Initially, I was really rooting for her and Bartiz because I was like, oh, they seem nice again. When that moment happened, I was like, this girl does not care about this man. I was like, run, Bartiz, run. And then we had, she started having conversations with SK. And this girl was getting emotional. And I was like, oh, there's a huge difference here. She actually cares for SK. And Mm. he was getting underneath her skin. Like she genuinely was showing emotion and affection. And it was a completely Mm. different person. And you could see there was like a completely different level of relationship between between them. And you know what I think it was? Is that I think with Bartiz, there's only room for Bartiz with Bartiz. You know what I mean? Like, even in his conversation, you know, he's giving you, you know, like, he's just there, he's there, there. So I think she was like, uh, whatever, I'll wait this out. And the thing about SK is that he kept leaving space for her, yes. you know? And so she, you know, the, the way the energy works, again, it's like, I observe the dynamics between the people. Is it then she, she's like, he's calm enough, he's clear enough, he's slow mm-hmm. enough that she also then like because she can get away with just being like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, with Bartiz anybody yes. can get away with going mm-hmm, mm-hmm, all day yes. you won't notice you know what I mean that people aren't engaged with him but SK kept leaving space so then she she could get there she could open up because she's like closed you know and yeah. then she chooses mm-hmm. to be open she really was yeah. like taking a bit of a, a knock in her edits I felt um yeah after so they get engaged that pre-honeymoon vibe before they really connected, she was kind of getting a sour edit. And yeah. I was like, ah, oh, Raven, girl. But looking back, I thought this is the most realistic out of all of them. Yeah. You get engaged to a complete stranger in the sense that, of course, you got you got to know each other, but you never looked in each other's eyes. Yeah. You, and- you never touched hands. You never, there was nothing... Yeah. But this like emotional connection, but emotion actually is not just words and sharing. It's also connecting via like looking in each other's eyes, looking at facial expressions, feeling yeah. someone's energy. Yeah, yeah. And so the person is kind of still a stranger. Um, and for them to be awkward in the beginning made complete sense. It's and good. everyone else, it actually doesn't make sense how they're so like. <laughs> 
hold me. Oh, it feels like I've known you forever. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. This person is a stranger. You're looking at a stranger and you know you're looking at a stranger. Yeah. But even <laughs> through the, the whole thing, like it became, it started awkward. Essentially, they started off like pen pals and yeah. then yeah. they met and then they had that awkward stage and then they started yeah. to really get comfortable with each other. They were making demands of each other. SK yeah. really was giving a lot to her and I, and I think she needed that. Yes. Actually. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you know what I also loved is when they did get to um, back to Texas, yeah. she was then starting to give a lot for him as well. And she was sharing an experience with they had a lot of give and take they that did. was when she felt comfortable, then she was able to give. And I think, you know, it was they they gave each other what they needed when they needed it. And and yeah. they were giving when they could. There was something in them that was a knowing of each other that was more innate than I felt anyone else. Um, I agree. I think they had which, a lot of nonverbal communication that was like, which, you know, yeah. I see you, you see me, like we get it. Um, yeah. Her friends, ooh, they were not hopeful. Her friends killed me. They and they and after the lunch, they were both just like, I don't know what this is. Like he's going away. They're gonna get back. Both of them were like, mm-mm, mm-mm. immediately no. <laughs> There was a one friend, even up until wedding day, where I just thought, this girl is not giving friendship vibes. This is like, it, I did not feel that this girl wanted the best for Raven. She was just like, you know what? It's not going to work. She's going to leave. She's going to hate it. Why does she travel? Her schedule is so hectic. I was like, um, that's what you do in a relationship. Everybody has a hectic schedule in a relationship. Yes. Where's the support? You know, you're supposed to be saying, friend, do you think this will work? How do you think it'll work? Do you see any challenges? You shouldn't be saying, you can just forget it now. Yeah. <laughs> miserable. I'm telling you, you'll never be able to, plane to go to school and you're going to say, ah, it's, I don't even, I never even wanted this. I just thought, girl, girl this is not even about you. You're making it about all the way Exactly. Exactly. And you know, other people who make things about them, I don't know if we're moving on to this couple next. No, wait, wait, wait. I just want to say, SK um, and Raven, just quickly, when she said, this is where she lost me a little bit, when she said, um, he, they were speaking about him moving to California to study and everything, and she said, well, I still expect that yeah. even though you'll be living, also remember he's going to be a student, you'll be living yeah. there, I expect that you will pay the rent oh, <laughs> for where I'm staying currently. Yeah. In that moment, she must have been thinking in terms of like, we're married. You know what I mean? So we, yeah. we split bills. You know, all of that would pay her off. But I'm not going to leave. I'm going to stay where I am. I want my life not to change. I want to do everything my way, but you have to pay off my expenses for the little yeah. bit. Girl, you lost me. But I really, I mean, that, that, ty- that moment at the altar and she didn't look angry or completely mm blindsided at all Mm-mm. she was very graceful emotional i mm. knew that they must have had discussions about it and it didn't come yes. as a complete surprise for yes. her yes yeah in contrast and I to Nancy. sk would have that much respect for her that he yeah. definitely her, like here's where i'm at and she said she said she she wouldn't at the reunion they said were you blind she said i would not use the word blindsided i would yeah. say unprepared for like how it would hit me emotionally mm-hmm. but yeah but they were always very open and honest and having their discussions even in discussing the family and what what um yeah anyways um, i was glad he said no just because i felt like I mean, I, w- I was shocked. I mean, he was right to say no because he was just like, we're not there yet. It was very shocking. Mm-hmm. If I must say, my favorite non character on the series was SK's mom, 
Yeah, she was definitely. Just, I just there was so much love. You know, when when it feels like if she mm. saw me even as a complete stranger, I would get that 100%. same and love and affection. She was yeah. definitely my favorite non-character, and mm. I just I love that for yeah. I love okay, and I love it for Raven. Raven got a yeah, lot. Raven of needed it. Yes, she did. She I did. Imagine I, she would have needed. Yeah, especially because yeah. she got she didn't have family there. Which mm-hmm. speaking mm-hmm. of, and then also she never she never said family. It sounded like her family. She wasn't like the biggest fan of or anything like that. She was never raving on about them. Um, yeah, my, she uh, intimated. They kind of raised. Yeah, she really did. She that's was, that's like, what I got. That's, that's what, what I got. got. All I got was like the maggery. Like that was. My the, I was like, oh, they're mega. They're They're mega. Yeah, but my favorite was about. I was raised in white culture, and it comes with political implications. I was like, yes, yeah, let's go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They wear red caps. Yeah, she's like, they read magazine. Do you know? Oh, moving on to more controversial families yeah. can we talk about Bartice and Nancy yeah okay okay <laughs> I'm just right off the bat I'm gonna receive deep I'm right I told you I was right yes you were right I don't wanna be right okay what is okay <laughs> What, what so this is what I'm saying. So now, remember you were saying like, how are you making this about you about Nancy's friend? Nancy's friend on some level made sense. Nancy's brother. First of all, I'm already angry because you're giving me this macho nonsense, you know? And on a day that's old. unnecessary. I'm like, Nancy's say, telling you, stop it. Stop. Go away. We're so, mm. we're having a conversation. This is about, he's like, I'm just here to hear what he got to say. Steven, you nobody's here. filming you. You're not in a drama. This isn't a show about you. Like, please, can you go away? And now you're ma- the mom who just watched her daughter get rejected, who stays ready to fight, who doesn't understand what's going on, is busy talking you down. You know what I mean? Yes, he was on a telenovela. He was literally just, just, just shaking, just vibrating with aggro energy. And sit it down. Like, he can't, he's so hot. He's just like a bull at like a rodeo, just ready to get out and like, well, and I'm like, where are you? Like, what are you, why are you, he's not my little sister. And then the mom also has to say, that boy is not ready for your son. I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> can we rewind? Can we just? What was my ever after? When he was like, I was right, I was right. And everyone was like, yes, you were right. I don't want to be wanna right. I don't want to be right. <laughs> Even. Uh, can we rewind though let's go back to the beginning because Nancy and Bartiz Nancy's red flag about age was 100% spot on I never thought I'd say it but like 25 year olds really should check themselves before they wreck themselves into the age I was 16 or 17 years old when I said you can't date marry a man below the age of 27 you're playing actual games with yourself okay and and even the 27 year olds because otherwise all of them are children all of them are infants they're children they're children exactly and what killed me i think i texted you this nomsa is that she already had that boundary going in that pod in the pods she knew she said i don't date people she had an actual articulated boundary for herself and then she Mm -hmm. let herself do the love is blind thing like get in the process and i was like that's fine but when they got out and he displayed that childish behavior i was like 
I was like, let it kick in, Nancy, let it kick in. You know what I mean? Like you already have, you're getting the confirmation, you know? It's such a shame because she needed so much better. Like, you know, because she explained to him about her businesses, the situation with her ex. And that is a very mature conversation to have. That's something very serious or whatever. And then he gets there. Now he's withholding affection. He's like, the real world. I've got to think about things. Like, the ex is much more involved than, like, I expected. But I'm like, but then do something about it. Engage. Um, I'm feeling this. Let's talk about it. Or, like, can I meet you? And, ugh. That was all f- false. That was all yeah, false. I, know. And I, I knew it was false. I and agree. I, was like, I agree. His eyes, the minute he saw Raven, yeah. and was like, wait, the streets are still filled with, you know, big booty chicks or so whatever went through his yeah. mind. He yeah. was yeah. out of the marriage game. And now she had given the show. The, the show stuff, no? The, the smoke show. Smoke show. The smoke yeah. program. I was like, honeymoon. And you're like, yeah, you know, and I look at like Raven and I'm like, yeah, she's smoke. No. No. You, but firstly, I just thought poor Nancy, she didn't have any good choices. Andrew mm-hmm. was talking about sick tantric sex. Or what was he talking about? Six uh, what was it? Transcendental sex. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, look, I would love to experience that. But so uh, why are we having this discussion at this stage of the game? Like this doesn't quite so much. No, listen to me. Andrew is also somebody else. You know, Andrew reminded me of like Brennan lives. Andrew, I'll, I'll never. This is the only thing. <laughs> I dropped. That's it. Yeah. That's that was way. Look, it ended long before that. No, Andrew, Andrew was so funny was because he was such a stereotype of that guy. You know, like the, like, I, you know, I just rode my dirt bike across the Serengeti, you know, because I was searching for some deeper meaning, you know, in my life. I did, I did the money, you know, I really did it. And I just didn't find that. So, you know, I trained in jujitsu and, um, you know, I conquered um, my worst enemy, you know, who was myself or whatever. And I'm just going beyond um, the limits that this world places on you. And I'm, I'm just going to be um, digging a cave in a volcano next can you Can I tell you, we just said, I did the money thing. I was like, how old are you, sir? Like, what do you mean you did the money thing? Are you yeah. like a multi-millionaire right now? Yeah. <laughs> like, you would have done Dumb. the money thing if you don't have money. So we go, they get, they meet. Everything's happy, fine, right? Batiste and Nancy. Mm-hmm. They go on honeymoon, first day, wonderful and i actually was rooting for bartice and i was like this is beautiful wondrous then when all the couples met and he said to raven the things he was saying i couldn't believe the amount of disrespect that he had for nancy and forget i mean obviously at the reunion they spoke about the disrespect for raven uh, and and sk and all of that but i was like you are engaged to be married then he goes home and he says to nancy this is that i and he doesn't mince words he doesn't filter he doesn't have any emotional intelligence Mm -hmm. and he's telling her i saw i saw raven smoke show blah 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 she she's the kind of girl that like if we were outside we 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 both he loves this line we're the type of people that everybody comes to. We what are those are people. And this man's like, are you okay with this much honesty? Oh, he says, you, you, you know, it was between you and Raven the whole time. Now you can mm. see Nancy's also inebriated. And this mm. woman is trying to put this, this story together. And she's also trying to understand why on earth is this man telling me this? And, also, and she's like, Raven, 
because they're so different and mm. he's t- and he's like oh but but you and i connected on an emotional level he's basically saying you're not attractive that's, that's what, exactly he was saying. what he was saying that's exactly what he told her and at the reunion as well that video i sent you from the thing because at the reunion she's like well i watched it back and i will say i guess it's brutal honesty so like i thank you for that and that in the in the video i said nomsa the chick was saying but his brutal honesty was that you're ugly do you agree with that like is that something that uh, barty's it's just Nomsa, you put it well, like when you were commenting about Cole and Bartiz, and I think you said something like, they think they're being honest, but they're just being a-holes. You know what I mean? Like They, they are completely, they were cruel. They were cruel. no emotional intelligence. Now, I do have, for me, I mean, we'll get there when we get to Zeneb and Cole, but like, I think that there's a difference in in which Cole's cruelness emerged and Bartiz's cruelness emerged. Definitely. Um, there's and, also a difference mm. in the way Nancy and Zeneb handled it. Right. Because... So, th- yes, exactly. This is what I'm saying. And so, and so mm. there's a part of me that cannot believe how much punching they gave Cole at the reunion and, versus Bartiz. Like, Bart- my mind yes. is blown. Because to me, and you mm. all can tell me if you disagree, Cole was not mean unprovoked. I, you, I, you know, I, I think he I'm said, gonna, no, 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 I also don't fully, agree. I don't think that's a blanket statement. I'll explain what I mean because it arises in the form of a dynamic and I'm only talking about him. Oh, okay, it, okay. And, and I'm in talking the, about in him. The, in, yes, the state, it, in the sense of the dynamic, the dynamics were yes, very different. and I'm talking about the dynamic and in relationship and, and not, because I agree in general. Yes, like, I get you, I get you. It was just as disrespectful to say that stuff with Nicole that clip of him being like oh where's the perfect girl was like no like that is cruel and unnecessary right and that is unprovoked that is just him i could not believe how unnecessarily cruel bartice was unprovoked in his relationship with nancy and at the reunion everybody was talking about how cole was disrespectful to zenith and i was like did anybody watch Bartisa and Nancy like the whole and Zenab had something going on between the two of them you know that it was a dynamic Mm -hmm. but but I also think it's because Zenab was texting a whole lot more about what was happening behind closed doors than Nancy a lot of what they discussed at the reunion was based off of yeah but we know the stuff that wasn't on camera right where I think Nancy even say Bartice, I've protected you enough. I'm done protecting you. I think she hid yes. a lot of that from them because she knew that if people knew exactly what Bartice was saying and what Bartice was doing, it would paint him in such a negative light. And I honestly believe that Cole got the biggest bash and it was far more open about everything that was going on when the cameras weren't rolling. I also think on that point, I think Zinnab got the girl gang together and they all mm. came and they're like, we're going to get him. We've got your back. When Nancy didn't have that same energy about parties. And I mm. think as, as friends, if your friend doesn't have that energy, you're not necessarily going to come with that energy for them. Mm. But if mm. they do have that energy, you're going to come harder. So I think that there was a difference in, in the way Nancy was. And, and, I, and I think here is one of the big differences the difference, Bartiz spoke about her looks, right? And for him, I think he was fixated on it. Yeah. When Nancy didn't fixate on it, because Nancy has no lack of confidence when it comes to the way she looks. Yeah, yeah, None. Yeah. She thinks she knows she's beautiful. Yes. She, she's yes. got no, like, it doesn't even matter to her. She just knows that he's the one that's not accepting her. And mm. that's his problem. And she knows mm-hmm. she can't change that. He has to figure it out. He spent his time punishing her, her for not 
looking like Raven. For him not yeah. see, for not yeah, looking like Raven. And he would... Yeah. And only it's, after seeing Raven, which is the most disappointing of it all. Like, he was exactly. there, he was present, he was happy. And then he, he was all emotional. Like, he was all physically... Yes, he was kiss me, touch me the whole mm. time until he met Raven. And it started to dawn more and more and more that, it, that he's not with Raven. But he is with Nancy, who is smart, who is... Um, a businesswoman, mm. beautiful. Yeah. She stands on her own two feet. Two feet. She's got her and own he opinions. He was feeling inadequate. Exactly. He mm-hmm. felt inadequate, and he would say things like, "The whole abortion thing is a problem for me. The whole thing about her part, business partner, who's her ex, and how close that relationship is a, is a problem for me." When really his mm-hmm. problem was yeah. that he doesn't find her as attractive. He's not as attracted to her. And he's not on her level, and he yes. knows that. And that's he the main one. Not on her level, I and think he that's the couldn't. Main one. He couldn't get. He couldn't he, get there. He's not gonna get. There's a point you raised about him being inadequate, right? Um, there was a point you made before that way. Um, there was a point when um, Chicky Boo, Colleen went out with the girls to the club and met. I'm just. I'm leaving because she went to the club. This is the one Portia, this is the one Portia saying to me as well, this, she really upset, she was really upset about this yeah. exact moment. Batiste said to Matt, I wish I was you because you are a threat yeah. to your girl. Yeah. I have all these other issues and at the core of it is that I am not attracted to it's my girl. And I was like, Nja. first of all, you, you're rude. Yes. Second of all, you're lying <laughs> and you're not self-aware. <laughs> what happened is that you're an actual bebe still okay you <laughs> arrived you were perfectly happy you thought you won the lottery and then what happened is a dang little carrot came in your way and he had gotten close to being with raven i think that's also so he had mm-hmm. some emotional mm-hmm. stuff about mm-hmm. it and then you got fixated in your head you're like have i made the right choice is this all i could be he's still like young and kind of wild like they said at the reunion apparently he was like with some blonde the very next day you know that kind of immediate self-soothing where you can't even sit in your choices you're already on to jumping into the next like Mm -hmm. stimulation that you can find and Mm -hmm. he realized that oh nancy's grounding nancy's going to need a marriage a man as well and he doesn't understand exactly like there's things to do there's finances to consolidate there's babies to maybe have there's decisions to be made about those babies that she has principles and values around and considerations Mm -hmm. to discuss with you like it's not you know what i mean this isn't playtime and you're like but i thought i still could maybe play like and you're looking at raven and you want to play and now you can't frame it in like Oh, I'm not ready for this. I'm still a little boy. You know what I mean? Now you have to make it some sort of high-minded principle thing. Yes. But really, yeah. you just, you waded into waters. You weren't ready to swim it. You weren't ready you to know? swim. And and he made everything her problem. She's got yes. this, these things with abortion. She's the one who's got this relationship that I don't quite agree. She's the one who's not attractive enough. She's the yeah. shit. When really, mm. he's the problem. When when can I tell you when he brought his family to meet Nancy and he brought up to his family the abortion? I couldn't believe that he did that to her. And then Mm -hmm. when her sister burst out crying, his sister burst out crying, I was like, oh, oh, okay, this family is nuts. And this (laughs) Nancy needs to run because this is a hypothetical situation. Nothing has happened. You are this is all that I said. It was definitely strategic. Yes. Because he needed people on his side. So that one day he says, I'm not going to marry her. People are like, you know what? 
this was, well, his family at least would say, you know what, we get it because the way we raised you and how morally great you are, this makes sense. And I think the difficult, the, the, the problem I really had was clearly for Nancy, this was going to be, she thought this is an ongoing conversation. Yes. This is, she was yes. just opening up mm. the, yes. the con. And it's ongoing for her and for them. Because yeah. what do we, that's mature people have an ongoing conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And he makes it like, this is her closed minded thought. These are her thoughts. And I 100% agree with you. I think it was strategic in a way to get people, his family on his side so that he could yeah. say it's a values di- difference. Yeah. When, and then he still comes on to say, oh, but now um, my sister's not on board with this whole thing. And now I'm like questioning it because, you know, my sister's not comfortable with after everything that happened to that conversation. And when there was suit fitting, he still says, yeah, I want to do as much as I can to get your approval. And she's like, well, you're happy and I'm happy. Yeah. I think so hard to make her disagree. And I was like, she doesn't disagree. It's over for her. She's, she's accepted hard. that this is the situation you're in. He's, you're the only one, but he's who hasn't accepted it. Let's do Cole and Zinna because I think these are the dynamics. This one was so tough. I separate it Be- mm. from there is a version of the couple up until the altar, and then there's yeah. a version of them at the reunion. And I have to separate those because I'll tell you why. Up until the altar. Now, this man, Cole, comes in and he's bubbly and he's all like, it's all about the banter. Like, I want someone who's able to banter, blah, blah, blah. And I think he definitely shows someone who can banter in Zenib. But the banter she has and the banter he has are not actually compatible. They're actually cutting of each other. He thought what they thought was like they can converse and have fun and like, you know, like bounce off each other was actually they are like grating. They grate each other. I just want us to remember the things that Cole said to Zenab throughout this experience, because I do feel like watching the reunion, it's easy to forget the things he said because of what the reunion Zenab was like and the Cole reunion was like. He said to her that she's a nine. And then he said that there were tens. No, then he said there were tens. This man is an idiot because the only firstly, number one, from the reunion and looking back on it, this was clearly a trap because Zenab herself asked this question from a place of insecurity. I personally would never ask that question to Mm. anyone I'm with. That's never something that would come out my mouth. Mm. And then I would never ask, are there any tens? Do you think there are tens? What he should have said was, when she asked, what is, what do you rate? He should have said, you're a 10. And if she asked, oh, what do you think of Iran? He should have said, you know what? I th- all of the, all of the women here are so beautiful. I can't believe that all of us guys got so lucky, but he's an idiot. And he couldn't, he thinks I need to be brutally honest and tell you, yeah, Colleen's a 10 and Raven's a 10. And I just was like, why would you ever say that to someone that you are actually emotionally invested in? That is the dumbest thing you, yeah. anyone. He also said, um, through in this experience, he said, yeah, um, but I, I rated you a nine and that's really high. There's so, there's very few people that I'd rate a nine. And also we connected emotionally. That's why I'm with you and not with Colleen because of the emotional connection. Again, that's not very comforting. Yeah. He said, 
I'm not used to dating Zenobs. And I was like, hmm. if, that was, that was seen, hmm. if I don't know a microaggression, I saw it for the first time then. And he said, I'm hmm. used to dating ladies. He said yeah. to her at some stage in this thing that I hate Mercy you. Boy. He said, I, I, I hate you. The things that this man said to her, he said, are you, are you bipolar? Mm. There were yeah. so many things that he said to her that I 100% would have said no at the altar. And I was hoping she would say no. But mm. it being her, the speech that followed, I completely was surprised and shocked about because mm. that was not the same Zeneb that was like, she was obviously cutting or whatever, but she, and she was, like asking him things and, you know, but it didn't feel like this, who she was at the altar and the speech she gave was like so interesting to me. Um, mm. It just didn't feel like congruent. Which is what Cole said. He was like, it I don't is. know who that is. Yeah. I don't know who that is. Yeah. But at the same time, what I felt when I heard Cole say that was like, because everything she said at the altar was like, okay, but was she wrong? I felt completely shocked that she did it the way she did in such a public forum. But I did think, but mm. was, she, was she wrong? And when he said that, I was like, yeah, but Cole, perhaps it's because you were used to a Zenith that you could just abuse verbally. And I don't mean like, like you could just say these things to her. Now, at the same time, Zenith was very critical. And yeah. this woman throughout this thing would criticize every little thing. And I don't even know that she liked him. And he was right. And I think he was edited. And this is where I come in with the editing. I don't think she got, he got an unfair edit, so to speak, because they did show Zena be cutting, be um, very critical. I mean, the whole thing with Cole is that he completely struggled with accountability. He just couldn't take accountability for things. And even the re another red flag for me, which she did raise, was the family thing. The fact that they wouldn't care to even meet her, but they're following her on Instagram. Um, mm. That's a red flag. Things they said to Cole, I was like, oh, that's why he can't speak because like his family doesn't know how to speak either. Like they are horrible to him and about this whole situation and here's what i need to just get out quickly before i don't even want to get to the reunion i want your thoughts but the way i read zena after everything is this woman is so critical because in truth we see the world as we are not as it is mm -hmm. and the outside critic is actually an inner critic she mm -hmm. is so self-critical that i can imagine that the first time he said, you're a nine and Colleen and Raven are tens, that she felt immediately cut down and it confirmed to her what she had thought about herself, that she's not good enough, that she's not pretty enough, and also compounded by the fact that she is not white. And that was a factor mm. for him. And he said mm. as much. I, I think any comment that he made any further down the line about her looks in any way or that was related to her looks, inner critic came out and, and exaggerated what he had said. Mm. And I can imagine she experienced it very differently to how we viewed it because of yeah. who Zen Zenob's inner critic is and because of what the, they call, I think, was very confirming unintentionally of her inner critic. Those are my thoughts for now. So I definitely agree with the inner critic thing. Um, because there were a lot of things that happened that I felt she blew out of proportion. I don't know if, if, okay, let me put it this way. Cole was horrible. He said some very mean things. We cannot run away from that. But there were other things that he said that I think she just received entirely wrong. Like, yeah. completely. 
I'm going to jump straight to the end of the reunion when they showed the, the cuties scene. Yes. She was saying he was monitoring how I was eating. Honestly, I didn't see it that way. I honestly saw a guy that was saying, we have this massive piece that I want us to dig into and I want you to enjoy it. That's how I, that, that's how I received it. I could be wrong. People could have a very different opinion. But honestly, because I've done the same with like, you know, people around me, I'm just like, Ayo, don't fill up on the bread because the mains here are quite big and, uh, and you might enjoy them, you know, and I want you to like enjoy the full experience of the main meal. So don't fill up on the bread. And that's just how I received it. But I think it was late at that stage mm. for him. It was late for her. It was late for them. So it wouldn't have mattered what he said. That's how she would have received it. You know, yeah. and he even said, I offered you food throughout the day. It's not like he was saying, do not eat. He said, I offered you a perky bowl during the day. You didn't eat it. I mean, are you watching your body for the wedding? What is the whole thing? So I, I, I yeah, these are all like normal, run-of-the-mill conversations that I would assume you would have, you know, in a build-up to a wedding or any event where you want to sort of trim down your body. Anyone would be like, oh, are you not eating because you're trying to? You know, you're shedding for the wedding or whatever. This is a completely normal thing. Like, but it was late for them. It was it was just late for them. So mm. I think I don't even have much to add to what you said, like both of you and Nosa, like very much on the same page. Um, about you know, we see the world as as we are on the inside mm-hmm. and, and not necessarily as it is. I feel quite strongly, <laughs> like in the sense of when I was like, oh, I'm afraid to share my opinion is controversial is because if I had to like, you know, because the way they, the things sort of turned out where it becomes binary, like you're on Zeneb side or you're on Cole's side, right? Mm. And if I live in that kind of superficial reality where I'm not considering the systems, as you're saying, that are in play, all the different traumas that have played on each person, I actually land on Cole's side, which surprises me more than anybody else, mm-hmm. mostly because of my feminist bent, right? Where, and also the expectation that it will be, usually the men are, are being crazy. For me, ultimately, it is like, Zeneb had insecurities and Cole was immature. And clearly, as you said, from his family, kind of alone. Like, I don't know what supports he has in his life. Even, you know, mm-hmm. his friends were there, but I, they they all seem to have like big eyes just watching what happened. I, I don't know that I felt he had people he was intimate people. with. Like, with the other people, you um, saw their friends and, and, you know, that sort of thing. And for me, what I, Zeneb was a masterclass in projection in this situation. 100%. 100%. Because she you know she provoked him like not and then not saying it's conscious or she was trying to do whatever it's that thing of like you ask rate me and then you say who is higher than you've rated me and his immaturity Mm -hmm. then comes into play he's very similar to bartice he falls into the trap whatever comes out of my mouth i'm gonna exactly whatever comes out of my mouth i'm gonna i'm gonna say zanab did not listen to this now which was something i noticed earlier on because he said like oh that's a bit cutting like the playfulness is one thing but that feels a bit Mm -hmm. like mean and like okay this is like a lot like can we whatever and she would be like okay whatever she, and you know she was tight she was tense the whole yeah. time and what makes me angry about the situation why i call it a masterclass in projection is that everything she's lobbying at him everything she's accusing him of she has done the exact same thing and yeah. and and what i think is like the irony the like sort of gross upside down is that you then get to see because of the way that the show is which is just like this giant platform for like this heteronormative like marriage love fairy tale disney whatever thing that we're all playing with for entertainment you know what i mean is that she 
she got to do that. She got to have the girls on her side and do this thing of you're yes. the man who destroyed my self-esteem. You're the one who did this, this and that. You're the one. And I'm like, you're participating in the thing. You're together. You're not willing to take it. Like she really, and I get it because insecure people sometimes do that. It comes out like that where you have to hold yourself strong and you've got to be like, I'm whatever. And everybody's saying like, I have the utmost respect for you, Zenev. I have the whatever. And I felt because Cole is young. Unlike Bartiz, who, as you were pointing out about like his strategy of trying to, you know, get people on his side, you know, bringing things out that are necessary, having these conversations that are inappropriate. And this is just me. This is just the sentiment I have. I do not think that Cole even would have had the presence. He was such, he was childish. Like the presence of He's mind to control what she's eating, to decide mm. that that's like an abusive tactic that's he's doing. And I, think I agree. What hurt me. And many people were like, oh, look at him. He's trying to gaslight. He's he's crying now. He mustn't cry. But I felt for that guy because I'm like, he's being made into a villain that I really don't think he is, to be honest. I felt like they were talking about him like he did shake, like he was a shake. And I don't even believe he was even close to that. And it broke my Like, I mean, he said deplorable things. Please don't get me wrong. Please don't get me wrong. Like when he said, like, are you bipolar? I was like cold, but you know what? I, what else I also witnessed him do is do the 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 low gut punch because he was getting so like you know what I mean like buried in the in the critic. So he would like you know like a child, much like a child, you know, go for the easy whatever, like say the thing that's like the most ridiculous. And of course, the race. Yeah, it was a middle there. school thing. It was the middle mm-hmm. school thing, and I'm just kind of like I'm very disappointed, like in the way that the, it, the the narrative was like kind of simplified, you know, into like, she's this amazing dignified woman and he's this childish shitty guy, you know, which I'm like, I don't, I just don't think I, it's, it's that. I think she very, very much participated in the toxicity of this relationship. I think both of them bear equal responsibility. And like you were saying, like how she was texting to my girls after watching that cutie scene. And I knew it. I knew it even before I saw it because I had seen them in the house. I was like, there's no way that they're going to show me this cutie scene. And what I'm going to see is Cole being like, do you want to eat that? Because that's not his energy. Like, what are you talking about? And so for me, I was shocked about the fact that it's 100% Bartiz energy. Again, I'm not actually, I did both of them, as I said, it's a dynamic. I'm not actually on Cole's side, to be clear. You know what I mean? I'm just saying there's I'm, a way this was for framed me, to be like victim villain. And I'm like, except, except what Netflix did, what Netflix did was they came for Cole. They came to Cole's defense by putting that cutie scene in there. Mm. Or at least giving, because because she kept saying that like, they didn't air this, they didn't air that. Because the things that they did air didn't show him in a great light. So when they mm. aired the cutie scene, I think what they were doing was showing us that it's not, it's not that they came to Cole's defense, yeah, okay, but they yeah. what I think what they were showing was that we did edit this out, but this is the scene and judge for yourself the other thing for me was so here's where i'm confused and mad mad confused you know when they all the girls brought up that they he was controlling what she was eating and comments about her body and nick and vanessa didn't ask any further questions about it which is weird <sighs> because nick and they vanessa. did ask questions yeah. about not with weights they you've got to and they are not coming into this blind right yeah 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 so 
them not asking about it for me was a choice rather yes. than being negligent. Yes. Then, yes. because they did ask about the girl the girl's number that he got after the bachelor party, which none of the men could corroborate or not corroborate, which was very strange. Not very suspicious. That was it was so weird because the none of them said, no, it didn't happen. They either said I wasn't there mm. or um, they said I was drunk. Mm. None of them said it didn't happen though. All of the women are convinced that the guys did go out. So I was very confused. The other thing that confuses me is that the women post facto are still on Zenob's side. And obviously they're girl ganging. Of course they are. But they're still like, even after the cutie scene, all of that, they're still very much we support Zenob and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, there's something about this whole con this whole relationship that I definitely do believe Zainab in that we don't have context to. And I don't know that it adds for Zainab or adds yeah. for Cole. I think there is something yeah. that is so... Because even him getting as emotional as he did didn't make sense for me, in a sense. What I do get is, and what I really, 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 really didn't like is the girl ganging. Mm. I felt it was not empowering. It was demeaning. Yeah. And I didn't it didn't do what I think they thought it was doing. Yeah, I know. I know, but I think it's because they have a certain narrative that they have a narrative from Zenim. And I thought, like, he said inexcusable things and he knows that. He even said, like, I watched myself back and clearly I'm an idiot. Like, why am I saying mm. that stuff? And then at the end of the reunion as well, going, like, don't be sad. I've forgiven you a long time ago. I'm like, you just spent 45 minutes creating the, the impression that you, mm. exactly, how is he, the, and so for me, I feel for Cole, because I feel like he's being, he must feel kind of nice. villainized. You know no, what he I mean? Was yeah. being like in a sense, because he went to the wedding really thinking like, we've talked about this, and I believe oh, it, because no. I also he, witnessed in the edit, I mean, I think it was naive, I don't think they should have oh, been no. together, they clearly were not a match, you know, but, um, I did feel like, okay, he thinks they're still getting married. And she prays, she thanks the Lord for the opportunity to get into love this man. So she confusing. does this whole thing. And then yeah. she eviscerates him. She eviscerates him. It was him confusing. It was so the confusing. Altar. And then, so you can imagine the whiplash of that emotionally. And then she yeah. sits at the reunion and says again, I could have dragged you. And I'm like, but you did drag him quite publicly. And easily. I also felt, so I, I don't know what you're saying. Like, you did, could be more. And so for me, his emotional, I completely understood why he was like, I regret everything. If I could do it over, cancel me out. I would like, never you know do it. I would never do it again. Like, like the psychological mm. whiplash alone. I'm th if you're if you're in Cole's position, I'm in love. Let's get married. Okay, we have problems. Yikes! You know she's kind of mean. Okay, now I'm saying this horrible stuff. Okay, now we're at the altar. Oh wow, she just told me I destroyed single-handedly her. Whatever. Now I'm yeah. sitting at a reunion after I've like dealt and like they're still now all the gang, as you say, the whole gang is saying I was this horrible person. And now you're telling me like you're grateful you would have done it again only if you did it with me. You forgave me a long time ago. You want me to find love? Like what? It was very it was overwhelming for me. Off with the whole I got a girl's number thing. If I got a girl's number and I'm kiss and I try to kiss her and everything else, there's no if a man tells me that the night before our wedding, I'm not waking up the next morning still feeling like I could marry him and still feeling sad for how yes. he's that story is very confusing. Also, very confusing. if the guy says to you, um Paul said when he went to the wedding, he still felt like the whole thing was gonna happen, right? How are you feeling that way if the last conversation you had was 
I tried to kiss another girl and I got a number, but hey, don't worry, I'm still here with you. Yeah, we have to just agree that there's a lot of missing information. I there's a lot of missing saying, information. Like, even if we got everything, I don't know that it would be for one side. I don't think so either. I actually That's think it would end up being as messy as it is. I think it's a dynamic Agreed. in which two it's people are perfectly crafted to trigger each other in the way in which they both bring out the worst of themselves. I think that's truly what was happening here in this situation. Okay, the last couple, because I just want to say about Colleen, that girl's the one girl that was not there for the right reasons to begin with. No. This girl <laughs> went from one man to another, trying to get engaged and trying to get yeah. on the show. And I was like, girl, that being said, she deserved none of what happened with her, with Matt. <laughs> none of it. We all know she was there to get onto the show, but she deserved none of what happened. Was she? I mean, personally, I actually, when they got together, kind of thought they were well matched, you know, when... um, I I also thought they were well matched, but like... They feel the same kind of kooky, you know what I mean? And whatever, but... Cuckoo kazoo. When she said that, I was like, girl, that dream (laughs) was your entire dream on the show. Cuckoo kazoo. You said it. They were your words. No one else. And I'm aware, yeah. and people on the internet are a bit worried about like that she's an hostage situation. Yeah, she's like this. She's during the headlights. She's, she's like, like we're so happy. Apology. Colleen was really trying to be like, I should never have existed in that space. The fact that I even had air in my lungs is abominable. I should have respected you and you. And I'm like, why do you feel the need to prostrate yourself before us? I mean, but here's the thing. So this is the other argument I had with, with my with a friend of mine about that pre-honeymoon area, the thing, and they do the same thing, yeah. I think, in, in The Bachelor or The Ultimatum. They put you in these conditions and give you a bunch of alcohol, stick you in water, create this atmosphere yeah. of anything goes, and then wait for something to happen. And they're like, we can't believe all of you are so out of control. Because, and also we privilege one, in a, like a, th- that specific type of inappropriateness of you have a fiance, you shouldn't whatever, um, like do whatever. Mm. But I also felt like, why was Nancy crying to Andrew? Mm-hmm. That didn't become- oh, that, was, that was Nancy. I love okay. That was messy. Okay. And that Still. didn't become some sort of like, no, no, no. And again, the larger point I'm trying to make is that what these people are doing in these entirely manufactured situations is inevitably messy, is inevitably yes. awkward because that's yes. the situation that they're in. So for the people to then later come down with the fire and the righteousness of how could you win, when they're but for the grace of God, depending on who you got matched with, go you, is just kind of hypocritical to me. You know what I mean? It's just, no, I just don't I have the energy to judge Colleen and and like Cole with the fire and brimstone, you know, that that like people seem to like think is appropriate. Like <laughs> I don't I don't have the fire and brimstone, but I did feel it was inappropriate. And specifically because Bartiz was trying to get in, was trying to get something out of Raven. Like he wanted her to agree. He wanted her to validate. Colleen, yeah, and agree. Yeah. Colleen and Cole were flirting. And mm. and for me, that felt like icky. Because they were also talking about in any other situation outside of here, yeah. we made in a bar. I kept thinking, like, then you should have gone to a bar. Like, why And the way they were acting was like, for me, it was like, yeah, you guys are in your 20s and you shouldn't be getting married to anyone mm. because you should be able to go flirts in bars and like do mm. this thing. 
why do you need to attach yourself to someone for life? Because clearly that's not where you are. Yeah. And yeah. it just didn't feel, but the fact that she went and spoke to Matt afterwards, I felt, okay, this shows to me that Colleen, even though she wasn't serious in the beginning, is a serious person and she actually really likes Matt. His reaction, yeah. while I thought he was justified in feeling some type of way. The way he reacted was completely out of line. There was no reason for her to have to apologize so grandiously, even mm. at mm. the reunion. Mm. It was absolutely, I felt so, I just wanted to hug him because I think she needed it. I really hope that they have spoken about Matt's anger issues because I feel he has, he clearly yeah. hasn't fully processed his They're situation different. with his ex. Because betrayal, mm. like cheating, and remember that his ex had a baby with that other person. Yeah, it's that traumatizing. Do a number on you. You know it what does. I mean? I can't I can't imagine. So I'm like, I hope, but his reactions is he gets super. It's mean. too much. He yells, he shouts. He's he, punishing. He's 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 leaving. He's really making like, how oh, could you do this to me? Like mm. again, no that's the thing that drove me a bit nuts. I'm like Many several people in these situations are not taking accountability. So the fact that we're sitting yeah. in this reunion and acting like Cole is the only person—that's my other I mean? thing. Blows it was mind. so imbalanced because mm. no, they never questioned Matt about how he reacted to things, yeah. and even the fact that he again went to punish her after that conversation with Zeynab, and he went to go punish Colleen, and then he again went to punish her after she went out, and again he was punishing her for this and that, and I was just like. My guy, you need therapy and not love is blind. Yeah, like, and I think, yes. And a lot of the things that people don't think about in this um, show, I think, is like, let's say you get the outcome that you want. Like, remember, for instance, when, yeah, Zena was bringing it up again with Cole about the situation and they had that whole fight where she's like, well, maybe we shouldn't. He's like, well, maybe we should swap fiancés or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then my, my thing is like, what happens if you get yes for an answer, Matt? Like where you're like, I don't want to be taken for it. That's how I know that you're in these push-pull ropey dynamics is because the things you're putting on the table are ultimatum. You know yes. what I mean? Yeah. The things you're putting on the table are like these blow-ups. Or say, for instance, um, Cole had said like, you know what? You're totally right. I'm controlling um, what you eat. I'm being a terrible person. I'm doing like, then what's in it? You then know what? what? I mean? Then yeah. what? Like, what do we do? We either are going to resolve our issues or decide we're incompatible. The, yeah. the situations where they're both sitting in there blaming one another and wanting somebody to just be like, yes, I'm the bad guy is like never going to get you what it is you think you, it's going to get you, you know? But ultimately mm-hmm. what I think both Matt and Zeynep wanted in mm-hmm. both in their relationships was to have the power. Every time they wanted to be the one, I, I think Matt's one came from a perspective of feeling disempowered in his previous marriage. Mm-hmm. And so he wants to always be in control of mm-hmm. where the relationship is at. So he wants yeah. you to come beg for forgiveness so yeah. that he has the power because yes. he didn't have yeah. it before. Yeah. Zeynep's mm-hmm. one is she's insecure. So when he said what he said about her not being a 10 or whatever, she wants that she then decided in that moment that she's never going to feel like that again in the relationship and she wanted to be the one in control and have the power and Mm. i think because of that it's always power Mm. it's always power and 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 i and i and i really hope that matt and colleen the fact that they're not living together is like i love it 
And the story what makes sense. Like I didn't find the story not making sense. But let me tell you, nothing gives me the heebie-jeebies more than a man who sits that close to a lady with his arm like that. It was yeah, giving me control, really as you said. It's a power thing, and she's sitting there like blinking with her large eyes. And I, and the, the, the reason why is because the Lisa's and um, she, well, also, yeah, nobody has any omnosity. Like she's just working hard to speak and, and like, she just didn't feel relaxed to me. So my hope is, mm-hmm. my hope is that they actually are, you know what I mean? And, you know, he said those nice things about how hard she works and he cooks her dinner. So, so maybe it's there and maybe they've made the right decision for themselves to not, you know, force that. Because again, and I agree mostly because of the wildness of the experiment. You you simply should not be engaged and married within four weeks. And I think the yeah. only couple that's still together so far is Cam and, and um, Lauren. And Who Lauren. else is still married? Bart, Bart, Bar- no, no, Barnett no. and... Um, Barnett and Amber. And Amber, right? Um, Are those the only two? From the first from the season. But, the, but season three, they've got three couples that are still together. So they're all, all together. It's just Raven and Eskia yeah. are not married. Again, I still do think Colleen and Matt are actually well-matched. I yeah. just feel like they need intensive therapy. And yeah. I can imagine that this particular experience was traumatizing for Colleen. For for and, yeah. and I think Matt's previous experience in his mat was tra- traumatizing for him. And he yeah. was expressing his trauma at her. You know, at her. At her. And yeah. I think they both need to go yeah. through counseling and yeah. marriage counseling before I, they do move in together. Yeah, because we um, also forget the compounding for, for Colleen, which was like the first two rejections and her being exactly very, like, thinking about that and glomming onto him. And now he's doing a big push away, come back in, push away, come Like that's a lot. It's very much. It also yeah. feels like she held yeah. on tightly or as tightly as she did. Because yeah. She didn't want to feel that rejection. Exactly. And I, yeah. I honestly hope that by the time they do live together, they've worked through a lot of their issues because I, I, I just, I don't want it to happen. I really yeah. don't want them to happen in their current state. They're just, yeah. it's, it's going to be toxic. And with him, it's going to be going from one toxic to the next and then trying to be in a proper relationship after that. Because he doesn't trust women. I mean, yeah. I think it's it's just going to be, it's going to be almost impossible for him to be in a, a functional relationship after going through two very toxic situations. And for her, because she's so young and so fragile. Mm-hmm. And malleable. Anything that toxic, yes. Anything that toxic could just, destroy her forever or she kind of staying in it and that a hundred percent she gives me i'll change myself energy you know what yes. I mean? And, and like she's ready to, yeah. and out of love. And that's the hardest part. It's all, it's out of love. I don't think she does it for any other reasons other than that simple desire to love and be loved. But mm-hmm. what a ride this season. What a was. ride. I'm rooting ride. for everybody um, to find their happiness. I'm rooting for Cole to get some therapy because I can imagine this was really traumatic for that him. Was rough for him. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I hear, Zenab is seeing a therapist, and I'm just like, your therapist hasn't gotten to the part of you actually doing your own self introspection. Yeah, I really, I really hope for everyone that because this is traumatic, I can imagine. And also, we've got to understand there's producer manipulation happening. I'm sure these people get hyped before the altar so that they can get even more shocked. And people are probably saying she's definitely going to say yes, or he's definitely going to say yes, and knowing that they're not, so that you get more of a reaction from them. So. 
I do think that reality TV is traumatic. I'm hoping that they all get the therapy they need and I'm rooting yeah. for everybody black. Okay, um, Love is Blind season three, guys. Yeah. It was- I'll see you in season four. Ready, ready. Yeah. We'll see you season four, but I mean, hope maybe you can join us again for another episode in season three. Thank you so much yeah. for joining us. I was like, podcast me? <laughs> <laughs> no thank you so much it was thank so much fun um, and everybody like we said we will see you all 2023 new season as and for this episode we say you're welcome i mean yeah you're most welcome it was a wild ride and we thank you for joining us on it yeah bye bye if you want to support the show and help other people find us please leave us a rating and review on apple podcasts Thanks for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at AssumedWillBeBrilliantPod. And if you have any queries, questions or comments, please email us at AssumedWillBeBrilliant at gmail.com. And remember, step out into the unknown, assuming it will be brilliant.